this year, 2024, podcasting will be a $4 billion industry. It is very overestimated and misunderstood. It's also highly underestimated in other ways. I'm going to get into that today. Welcome back to the updated episodes. We just did the top five rebroadcast all through January. If you missed it, go back. Those were the top five most downloaded episodes of this podcast from last year. And some of those episodes were from previous years, which goes to show you that there is something to that evergreen content. We don't have to be in neophilia obsession with the new all the time. Go back. Mine. Do it. Evergreen. This is not a news broadcast. This is about foundational marketing that will give you the tools to have a durable business. I would rather have a durable business than a flash in the pan. How about you? Did you know that 51% of listeners pay attention to podcast ads more than other media? That's from Edison Research. It sounded like I was about to do an ad read just then, didn't it? <laughs> Did you know? That's how they start, right? Also, 56% of people consider purchasing after listening to a brand's podcast ad and 76% convert after hearing sponsored content. That's from National Public Media. I will link to all stats in the show notes as always. Get this. You might not be doing ads. Probably you're not because so few podcasts are actually eligible to place dynamically inserted ads. You have to have more than 10,000 downloads. And at that point, you're making a few dollars. Like the CPM in podcasting is wildly expensive. Most people who have a podcast are not there to ultimately get advertisers. You're there to close business for your business. Inherently, this is an ad for you without it ever sounding like an ad for you, hopefully, except for every time you give six, you can ask once. It's okay to say, hey, would you like to book a coaching call? Go to emilybinder.com slash call and I'll help you with all of this. You can do that on your show, but not all the time. And you have to give a lot of value before you ask. You don't start with an ask. It's like walking into a party and instead of showing up with a bottle of wine, hey guys, thanks for having me. I'm so excited to be here. You come in and this is my business card. I'm looking to close some new clients. Anybody here interested? Um, I'm a personal injury attorney. You look like you're limping. Were you in an accident? You know, you have to feel it out kind of on a human level, just like in normal interactions. So this episode's a little longer than usual. Like I said, I'm back from a bit of a hiatus where we did those rebroadcasts. So hang with me on it because I think it's really valuable for you. If you are a business owner or you are at a company and you're thinking about doing a podcast, you guys have an existing podcast, I want to disabuse a couple notions about podcasting. That's what this episode's all about. You probably have this idea in your head that it has to have a certain amount of listeners and downloads to be deemed successful, and you're probably wrong. It doesn't need to be that many. It just needs to be the right people, especially at the beginning. The other thing is you might be intimidated that there are so many podcasters out there, but guess what? You don't have to worry about that either, and I will get into the reason in just a second here. Thank you so much for tuning in. And if you would like to rate, review, or subscribe to this show, Voice Marketing with Emily Binder, it's emilybinder.com slash podcast. And with that, here we go. 90% of podcasts don't make it past episode nine. This is known as pod fading. 90% of podcasts pod fade. You've probably heard this stat before. Interestingly, five years ago, it was 75%. So more podcasts pod fade now, which isn't surprising because there are a lot more podcasts out there. There are 3.2 million podcasts out there. According to Listen Notes, Podcast Index says it's 4.3 million. What's also interesting is that a million of them came to be in the year 2020. Wonder why? Everyone's home. I'm going to start a podcast. Okay, so most of them have pod faded at this point. It's actually less competitive than you might think, even though it feels so crowded. And it is crowded in many ways, but people have gotten the wrong idea about what constitutes success for a podcast. 
It's very different from other mediums. It's not like pure YouTube. It's not like blogging. It's not like social media because the way people listen and consume is different. And the subscriber value, the value of a listener, an engaged person who comes back for more is actually a lot higher than any other medium. All of the stats will support this when you look at why people spend so much on CPM, advertising on podcasts, especially host reads, testimonial, not like a mid-roll inserted dynamic on iHeart that's a pain. You know, you have to skip through every 30 seconds of that. I'm talking about when Huberman or Tim Ferriss is talking about AG1 or when Dan Savage is talking about his Helix mattress. The advertisers flock to podcasts because the listeners trust the host. They have essentially a parasocial relationship with that host. That's your friend. That's someone you hang out with daily or weekly. You've probably experienced this with some of the podcasts that you love and listen to. Like I'm listening to Nikki Glaser when I go to bed. I feel like Nikki's my friend. She feels like Taylor Swift is her friend. None of us, I mean, they might know each other, but that's the parasocial relationship. There's something about the audio medium. It's it's truly intimate. It's in your ear. We see so much on a daily basis. Visually, it's, you know, one of the largest regions of the brain because that visual cortex is taking in so much information, but sound is processed 10 times faster than the blink of an eye. It lives next to music, emotion, and memory in the brain. This audio processing, it's deeply intimate, deeply powerful. And once you get in that door, just like with an earworm, some song that's stuck in your head, once you're in, when someone subscribes, they like you, they listen to your show, even if not every episode, but when they catch it, they do. That, from a marketing and branding perspective, is probably the most powerful thing, far more than they follow you on social media, far more than they subscribe to your emails, because of the sound of the voice. It feels like the deepest connection of any sort of media that you are absorbing. And with 11 hours a day average screen time, with the fact that we see hundreds of thousands of marketing messages, messages of any sort in a given week, the podcast messaging platform, that relationship is the most valuable thing you can get. I, I really do believe it's more valuable than someone subscribing on your YouTube channel, unless your YouTube channel is all podcasts, <laughs> video podcasts, which is great because let's talk a little bit about that. 73% of consumers prefer to learn about a product or service through short form video. Short form video is typically about under a minute long. I like the vertical style, TikTok, IG Reels, YouTube Shorts. That's how people want to learn about you. They don't want to read a white paper. They don't want to hear you blather on for 20 minutes. They want a one minute clip. I get a vibe. I hear your voice. I can tell, okay, they know what they're talking about or this product looks good, especially if it's influencer or testimonial driven when you're advertising, let's say DTC or CPG. You're selling a considered purchase, a luxury good, a financial advisor, an expensive consultant, a SaaS tool that may also be expensive or is important to your business. In those cases, you want to know the personality of the person behind it and the stats behind it. So you've got that logos, ethos, and pathos. Video is the way to get through to people. So if you combine podcasting and video, oh man. And YouTube Shorts, biggest content marketing opportunity of 2024. I have said this before. I will say it again. I've been into shorts since 2022. I remember when I first found them, I thought, whoa, it's all the benefits of TikTok and IG Reels, plus the Google algorithm that is behind it. Like, you've got the best of all the worlds. I can't believe how many people haven't taken advantage of it. But let me give you one more tip. I'm just going to say video. When I say video, know that I mean horizontal, typically a few minutes long, maybe more. 
when it comes to these, you have to look at shorts like they're top of the funnel because they have such a wide net. You're going fishing, okay? All these fish in the ocean. Some people are going to pass by you in their boat. Like, there's a lot of impressions. But when you get those impressions, ideally you get them into mid-funnel, which is mid-length clips. That's five to ten minutes clip. I'm saying clip a podcast, but it could be any YouTube video. Maybe you don't have a podcast. The other thing, podcasting is not what it used to be. I'm going to do another episode on this about what is a podcast anymore because it's not what it used to be. But um, back to the YouTube shorts thing. You have to be doing them. It's a major opportunity. You're leaving views on the table without it. But I do want to say this about views. People have the wrong idea about podcast metrics. You're not doing a podcast to make money directly. This is not a Coke machine. It's not a PPC ad. I cannot tell you how many people start a podcast with the wrong intentions and goals. They think, I'm going to get a million downloads. No, you're not. No, you're not. And that's fine. It's great if you get 500 downloads. And that's not even the word anymore. It's like, what an outdated term downloads. It's like 2005. What you're getting is listens. And the thing is, they happen on different platforms. If you're doing a video podcast, if you have clips, audiograms, you're posting it on social, you've got it on YouTube, you're on Spotify, Apple, the podcatchers, you're everywhere. So I would never judge a podcast just by how many Apple podcast downloads did we get? Yeah, you could check out your completion rate there. How many minutes of this audio podcast did they finish? Hopefully it's over 40%. That's a good benchmark. You want 60, you want 90, you want 100. If you're at 40 on a 30-minute show, you're doing well because guess what? The attention span's just not there and most shows are nowhere near compelling enough to stick around for the whole thing. It's not even the guest or the host's fault necessarily. It's the fact that most people don't have media training, comedic delivery, the vocabulary, the pacing, the inflection, like... To keep attention for 30 minutes, imagine being on stage as a speaker and having someone's rapt attention for 30 whole minutes. It's really difficult. So be happy with 40%. Heck, if you have a brand new podcast, be happy with 15% at first. You got to take these as learnings. Doesn't mean it's a failure. This is not a Coke machine. Don't expect to get 100,000 downloads. Otherwise, we're going to pull the plug on this. It's very much worthwhile. If you are a considered purchase, if you are a luxury, let's call it good, AKA a financial advisor, a service provider, somebody who's selling something that is not a tube of toothpaste or, you know, an iPhone case. If you're selling something that is a considered purchase, you are doing really well if you have like 50 people really into your brand new podcast. That's amazing. 50 people. And let's say that most of them are actually potential leads. They are solvent, educated, interested. Great. I would so much rather sell to that audience than try to create the new moleskin notebook and have it with a million sales. And I'm running Instagram ads and it just gets so cheap. It's a race to the bottom. It's a commodity. And yes, advertising works for some products, some brands. Most of the people listening to this podcast, if you're into my kind of content, I don't think you're selling commodity. It's a considered purchase. Podcasting is a great fit to advertise that, but you are signing up for a long game. It is a long game, guys. So this podcast I've been doing since 2018. I have gotten business through it. I don't advertise, really. But inherently, it is an ad for me in a way. I give six times for everyone ask, probably more like 20 times for everyone ask. I don't ask a lot because that's the ethos of this whole thing is you guys know I'm a consultant. You want to hire Beetle Moment Marketing to help with your podcast? You know where to go. I don't have to hit you over the head with BeetleMoment.com. Or if you want to book a call, go to emilybinder.com slash call. 
I assume you all know that's there, but probably I should say it more often. I, I veer too much on the side of not pushing my stuff, but I'm a projector. My strategy in life is called being invited. I don't chase, assert, aggress because when I chase an outcome, it runs away from me. This is sand in the palm of your hand. Are you squeezing it really tight? Sales versus marketing, right? This is a testimonial from Laura Larios, who booked a coaching call with me about a year ago. I loved working with Emily. She really cares about her clients. Her expertise in marketing and her forward thinking and growth strategies are incredible. She helped me plan and execute a really simple and highly effective marketing strategy that has greatly increased my revenue. I highly recommend working with her. End quote. That's Laura. There's five more quotes just like it. EmilyBinder.com slash call. Check the testimonials. Read it. See if it's something that is your desired outcome. Like the state that you want to be in after you do the thing. Trust me, it's a 30-minute call and everybody leaves raving about how much value I insert into such a short amount of time. I always make sure that you feel like doing business with me is a steal. It's not cheap, but it's a steal. If you enter code podcast, you'll get 10% off. Enter that code podcast at emilybender.com slash call. Thanks for listening. I'll talk with you next time.